and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Yes, it's Monday. It's Monday at 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. You just heard an ad for Alta California Botanicals. They are the sponsors of the station, also big sponsors of the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Coming to you, March 2nd through 6th in 2016. You can apply now for free if you're a comedian. What else would you be doing listening to the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm every Monday from 6 to 8? People working out their new jokes. You know what I can't believe? We had 4,199 downloads of this silly show in the month of October. That means you're actually listening to these uh, dudes' shitty jokes. Congratulations, you guys. You win. That's like a thousand a week people that downloaded your shitty jokes. 4,199 downloads, you guys, in October. Sanj was at every single one of those shows. That means that 4,199 people listened to your shitty jokes. Absolutely. Working it out. Uh, thank you guys for joining us here on the Joke Workshop every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. We're at the corner of 21st and Florida. That's 27821 21st Street and Florida Street. The show where uh, comedians do new jokes and then other comedians tell them what they liked or didn't like about them. Hey, it's nice if you take notes. Uh, I only have two microphones set up today, so everyone has to share. If you have something to say, please use a microphone because it's a radio show and the people in the listening audience want to hear you. Uh, my name's Pam Benjamin. I'm your host of Joke Workshop every Monday. Yay, we're here. We're going to be right back. Just remember, you guys, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. Nice, fleshy, fluffy brioche uh, for their crappy jokes. Actually, some of them are really good. Greg Gettle was in here writing earlier. I was like, you're writing jokes? People do that? Uh, all right, you guys are listening to Bullets or Balloons, a great little punk band out of Portland, and we'll be right back with the Joke Workshop. It's a joke workshop, guys. Yay! Joke workshop! Yay! All the comedians are here. They have brought their crappy jokes, and they are here to try them out for you guys. So the first comedian on the build... Oh, I should also let you guys know, you have 14 days left to apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's going to be here March 6th through... Excuse me, March 2nd through 6th of 2016. It's free to apply. You have to have a 5 to 10 minute... 
video, not a montage. It has to be straight through all your jokes. I'm definitely hoping that you apply. We're choosing 24 out-of-town comedians uh, that'll each have three shows and then 17 in-town comedians to host some of those shows for the festival. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're sponsored by PBR and Alta California Botanicals, as well as Asiento, Subliminal SF, and more. More to come. More sponsors. Exciting, exciting stuff. So also working on a national headliner, trying to get Trevor Moore in here from The Whitest Kids You Know, and also just filmed his Comedy Central special last year, Getting High in Church. Why? Why would we have him? Because my boyfriend is his cousin, and so he's been talking to him on the phone, trying to work out his schedule. He's a uh, doing something right now with Disney, some voiceover things. So to be able to get him for my uh, little festival would be kind of a coup, I think. It's a C-O-U-P for those of you who uh, aren't into the whole um, smarty pants thing. All right, here we go. Our first comedian is super funny guy. I love it whenever he does his French uh, accent, but we'll see what he does uh, tonight. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Chris Nasco. Hey guys, <laughs> how you doing? Thanks. Thanks for coming out tonight, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. What's the key to life? Compassion is the key to life, right? Fuck. It's in there forever. I'm just going to keep it. Uh, that's all right. So I'm going to talk about, uh, so one thing that I'm not very good at is uh, giving directions. When somebody asks me for directions, that's when I become French, <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm from France, go away, I can't do it. <coughs> but they're like, sir, how do you get down to 101? I say, you have to eat healthy and exercise, of course. <laughs> what about 280? Yes, you are about 280, yes. <laughs> Excuse my French. So that's one thing I'm not good at. Uh, what's another thing I'm not good at? I want to actually, just really quick, I want to mention one of my good friends. I have a, uh, a good friend, his name's Reggie. He's this big black guy, his name's Reggie. And me and Reggie were talking and he says he wants to go skydiving. And I was like, that's cool, man, that's, that's a good idea. That's a good way to scare a bunch of white people. <laughs> Having a bunch of black dudes just falling out of the sky. White people would be scared. They'd be like, it's the end. Save the golden retrievers. <laughs> but there are, there is a specific group of people that are always getting chased by big black dudes. They're called NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, Paul, you're a, you're a saint. <laughs> you're such a kind man. Thank you so much. So, I haven't been here for a while. I'm happy to be here doing some stand-up. Uh, it took me a little while, but, you know, I figured out who my favorite stand-up comedian is. It took me a while. My, right now, my favorite stand-up comedian is a man named Donald Trump. <laughs> and he does this hilarious thing where he uh, runs for president, and it's, it's a great bit <laughs> that he does. Uh, the only thing about him, though, I've never seen him laugh or smile. I think he only laughs when somebody that owes him money has died. <laughs> oh, Paul, you're a kind-hearted angel man. That's what you are. I can't help it. Compassion is a key to life. Sorry. 
Donald Trump, man, he says if uh, if he becomes president, he is going to build that giant wall between the United States and Mexico, that giant wall. That way we could see racism from the moon. <laughs> is that the way to handle shit, though? To just build a wall in front of things that you don't like? Am I just going to build a wall in front of my manager? <laughs> no. I'm sure as heck not. Uh, so I heard it on the radio today that uh, Charlie, did you guys hear about this? Charlie Sheen announced about his, he, he's, he's going to go on air, I think it's either tonight or tomorrow night, and say that he has HIV. What? He's announcing that he has HIV, which is a crazy way to announce to the last six people that he had sex with that they also have HIV. Compassion is the key to life. <laughs> what else we got, man? Freaking A. One more thing. There was a, uh, oh no, uh, so there's a, okay, so with Donald Trump, yeah, he's, I don't know, I don't watch TV very much, so I don't know what's going on. Last time I watched TV, man, it was the show Survivor. <laughs> you guys seen Survivor? Do you like Survivor? So, like, if you don't know Survivor, it's basically they send a bunch of white people out to the jungle, and one black dude, he's the guide. And, uh... Yeah, man. They have, uh, they have Survivor Fiji and Survivor Amazon. I want to see Survivor East Oakland. Uh-huh. Right? What does the winner get? Winner gets to go home <laughs> with all the shit they left their house with. Huh? Okay. Yeah, that was, that was it. That was cool. Oh. I think that was my... That was it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cool. Oh, that's cool. Thanks. What's the key to life? passion <laughs> cool thanks yeah put your hands together yay chris nasco hooray all right paul okay i uh, i wrote stuff down too yeah, i took careful notes i'm sure you did and my first thing is damn you're likable i mean really you are Thank so you. likable and you're so nice and you know and and a lot of times somebody's best quality like my energy you know your best thing can make a problem. No, so, so, so Paul brings it back around to himself. But it is about, it is about Chris Nasco right now. I, I just wanted to do a little give me a break. You know? I'm white. If you have something about you that's really, really good, sometimes that can make problems. And so your right. ability and your sweetness may make you a little low energy. Oh. Oh, just you know, it's just it's just. Well, it's, but, you know, this is fun. Shit, I haven't been here for a while. This is fun. This is what's called behavior description. Within what you do, you have a very subtle arc, and within it, you have all kinds of variety. Right. And and maybe in a bigger room, you want to just up that a bit. Of course. Right. Yes. Okay. I mean, obvious. And it sure does. So I'm telling that's you. That's right. I'm telling you what you already know, right? And that's. But I like hearing it from you. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. And, and I don't you know. know. The reason the NFL, I, the reason I think the NFL quarterback thing worked is it was a misdirect. Up till then, you were talking about race in one way. Yes. And then you made a silly joke on race. Okay. Yeah. It but was silly. On, on that joke, there's lots of black QBs this year. Uh, there is, Cam but Newton. they get chased by black. They get black. Men. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But I, some of my favorite are the but, the black but quarterbacks. But you can, but you can, you can extend that joke. 
by talking about black quarterbacks if you uh-huh. want to because I thought that was interesting too yesterday I had watched yeah. a lot of football and I was like I didn't know that they let the black people be quarterbacks <laughs> I didn't think that was Cam Newton yeah he's really good he's my favorite yeah I'm just Thank you, thank you. The technical reason it caught me off guard was because you were talking about race, like black people coming out of the sky, and then you turned it another direction. Right. That's why why I think it works so well. Right, okay. And and of course, as Pam's saying, you can go on from there. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, totally. Racing sports is... It's it's a thing. It's it's terrific. (laughs) It's a terrific. Racism is a terrific thing. Is that what he said? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay, sorry. I, I, I thought, I really thought, you know, you're so shrewd. What is that, shrewd? You're so, you're intellectual. You have really, really potent ideas, but because you're nice and sweet, it doesn't come off that way, so it gets under our guard. Oh. You talk about Trump and the wall from the moon, and, you know, you're not saying, ba-ba, look, that was really, gl-. You're, just, you're just saying it like any other joke. Right. In a very, very nice way. Oh, okay. Very, very nice style. Uh-huh. I oh, think, cool. I think it's very, very workable. And then you don't pump, you don't say, look, I just said something really, really clever. Right. You just say something clever and you let us discover it. Oh, I see. The wall, see the wall from the moon. See, I, I, I just love it. I think that the cool, moon, thank you. you can do more with the moon thing too because you say racism from the moon. Well, what are the other racist things we can see from the moon? The, the Great Wall of China is obviously a big racist thing that you can see from the moon. Right, yeah. And then... um. Also, the Vegas Pyramid, you can see that in the Luxor light, you can see that from the moon. Oh, that was built by, right. Was that, I don't know, a white guy? Probably slaves. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's the... This must be crazy for Tommy and Joey who came in and, like, they just hear black people and racism (laughs) and, like, (laughs) all this. Other people. (laughs) Yes. But it wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't bad. What they would do, I'm trying to tell you what I liked about what you actually did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think your point of view is very clear. I think it's a good premise, but I'm not quite sure what your point of view is, and that's why the joke wasn't as strong. Uh-huh. I mean, is it... I'm not sure what you what you okay. have to... Okay, yeah, thank you. Okay. Good. All right, thank you very much. Yeah. All right, thanks. Yay, Chris Nasco, yay! Chris Nasco has the best French, fake French accent in all of San Francisco comedy, bar none. I challenge anyone to have a better French accent than Chris Nasgur. I can't even do it. Uh, I actually, my Barbies used to talk to each other in French when I was little, but not really, just with that silly accent. All right, guys. Uh, so if someone wants to like saddle up to the microphone and be a, pretend to be a good listener, and well, you guys are all there. All right, Tommy McGuire taking the hot seat. Here we go, guys. Clap wildly. It's Paul Sanford. There's my, there's my, there's my set list. Both for the jokes. Look, the whole world is watching. Repeat. Oh, wow. The whole world is watching. 4,900 people tuned in to this podcast last month. The whole world is watching. 4,199. The whole, was it just last week? No, it was for the month of October. Can you imagine? Thousands of people listening to us. The whole world is watching, suckers. Say it. The whole world is watching. Now we're going someplace. And I added, on the way over, I added a Paris joke. I say, look, if you want to make headlines, kill white people. That's it. That's the joke. Um, Here we go. She said, what's your name? And I said, they call me Mr. Sanford. And they say, why do you do that? I said, because that's my name. 
It's an okay Cupid joke. And, you know, it's, you really know the date is going well. She, she says, I think maybe I ought to touch your penis. I don't know what to do with that. And then she does, and then she says, that's enough. I mean, you know you're on a great date. Look, this is, this, I can't make this stuff up. When somebody says, you know you're on a great date when she says, I'm not interested in penetration. And I say, well, you know, I got EDD, so we match up fine. I'm not, look, you guys are too young for this. This is okay Cupid jokes. Uh, um, and it, it, instead of saying it's not you, it's me, you just say, it's nobody's fault and it can't be fixed. Goodbye. See, isn't that sweeter? Okay, um, these are just, and on OkCupid, you'll come against people who will say, my life is great. I don't need a man in my life. My granddaughter made me write this. Now, you know, you know, you know, you know, it's great. And you say, somebody will say to you, now you've had this. Somebody will say to you, you say, I say, look, I don't mind you sharing with him. You're not sure if you want to date or not. But you could have said that before you ordered the lobster. See, that, that's a better, better joke. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, she, she said to me, yes, the last relationship I was in, I was with this guy for two and a half years. And he died. Now, normal people, normal people would say, oh, that's so sad for you, right? Normal people would say, oh, how do you feel about that, right? But I'm fucking comedian. So I say, well, I'm not sure if I only want to live two and a half more years. See, see, see? Uh, and I actually said that, and that's why I don't get laid. All right, all right. Uh, stories from the mental health hospital. Um, I had, my daughter had painted my toenails for good luck, and then I went in with flip-flops, and so they put it all that I was wearing toenail polish. Ooh, and my psychologist asked me, Paul, wouldn't it be easier for you if you just admitted you're gay? No, you can't write this stuff. You can't write, you know, I went and I said, look, the bathroom is occupied. Where's another bathroom? This is my first day here. And, you know, and the guy said, put, and then he put it in my record. And my psychiatrist said to me, Paul, your mother really didn't potty train you well. I said, I just didn't want to pee down my leg. It's, you can't make, this is what happens in the mental hospital. Um, now, I want to explain this. When I was, six, 50 years ago, when I was 17 and for the next 10 years, women were all confused about, you know, giving sex to get love and men giving love to get sex. And, you know, and people, women weren't into, allowed to just have sex because they liked it. It just wasn't happening. And so there's this whole dance going on, see? And I tell you, now after 50 years in the sexual revolution and all that, they're still the same women for me. So it's the same fucked up bullshit, but you don't want to hear about that. Uh, and we even I checked out the Bond girls, and you know the Bond girls are still my age. But they're still sexy as hell. These are just the jokes. You say I'm really high energy and we don't match because you are quiet? Well, what kind of bullshit excuse is that? I said to her. You haven't decided, uh, I skipped that joke. All right, here we go, page two. Don't, I'm glad you're not interrupting me with laughs because that would throw my timing way off. I have a whole series I'm starting on catcalling, you know, because I say, you know, I don't understand catcalling. Nobody ever says to me, Paul, bring your fine ass over here. You know, and, and, and cat, people are really sensitive to catcalling. All I thought, I just thought her shoes match her purse. And three women poured water down my pants. You know, don't catcall, don't catcall. How about sweet catcalling as in, 
Hey, I didn't make you so beautiful. It's not my fault if I'm looking. Is that better? Is that better? You guys are just stunned that I even think about these things. Hey, look, I'm not asking for your approval. I'm just telling these jokes to see if they'll work, and obviously they're not. Okay, and, and how, I have a bit on how to humiliate a persistent hitter. Do you like mixed messages? Nobody likes mixed messages, right? So you don't say, get out of here, shithead. You say, oh, that's very interesting. That's like, and you smile if you're a woman. You know, and you even touch the guy, and then you say, oh, my phone's on vibrate, and you say, oh, it's my sister. Yeah, don't worry, some asshole's just hitting on me. Don't, don't go away, don't go away. No, nah, he doesn't have a chance, but he thinks he's so pretty that I'm that shallow that I'll fuck him. No, don't go away, stay, stay, I wanna talk to you. I mean, just giving mixed messages. How do I know this will work? It works on me. Uh, um, she said to me, you're white, and that's going to be a problem. It turned out it was the least of our problems, because we were both crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, and then there are the options. There's something wrong with me, and I take care of it. There's nothing wrong with me, and there's something wrong with you. Which do you prefer? Which do you prefer? Choose, choose, choose. Okay, I've got to work that into a joke. The Harriet Tubman riffs. At 2 o'clock last night, I decided I needed a Harriet Tubman riff. You know, they're thinking about putting Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. Now, that would be a great improvement to put a, a, a famous black woman for freedom to replace a genocidal white guy who owns slaves. That would be huge. And then I started thinking, now, what would, this, what would happen? People would say, where'd the $20 bill go? Oh, uh, Harriet Tubman liberated it. You see, you see, where did all the $20 bills go out of the cash drawer? Harriet Tubman, you know, she slipped them out. Oh, how did they get in my pocket? See, they went to freedom. You know, I, I, you're sitting there astonished. These are not jokes, these are premises. And then I thought, and I, I, I thought okay, if you're going to do that, you say, um, we got to change all the bills. So George Washington was a slave owner, so we changed that to George Carlin, and then... Uh, and that we got to have women. So uh, the, 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 can we leave Lincoln? Can we leave Lincoln? Is that okay? You know. But and I like I like Benjamin Franklin's hair. No, I'm not. I'm not prepared to riff all of the currency that we have. Anyway, the guy said. I say I have a new thing for a young heckler. I say, look, I know I know you don't like me. I know I'm bothering you. Okay. But I'm 67 years old, so just hold your horses, or better yet, hold your breath for 10 or 20 years, and I'll be gone. Is that sweet? Is that frisky? Is that gentle? I mean, will that win the audience over to me? Gee, that Paul, he's a nice guy. Look how nicely he handled that guy. He said, fuck off and die, son of a bitch, in such a nice way. Anyway, I, you're all sitting there agape at what I'm doing. I want to tell you, I, look, I'm through. Good. Yeah, Paul. Yay, Paul Sanford. I let him go on for a long time because he had I'm steam. Ran, I'm so, and that's uh, what the joke workshop is wonderful for. Well, and, for me. and there's only seven people here tonight, yeah. so we can actually take a little time. So if that but, eight. All right, Jackson's here. Sweet. But I want to say how much I appreciate the joke workshop because I don't have to come here and do a set. I can actually work on my, perso my persona. I can actually work on jokes. I can throw out premises. You know, it's wonderful. It's just fabulous. There's no other place like this. So uh, now that Paul's done licking my asshole, does anybody else want to say some stuff like about his jokes? Me, <laughs> anybody uh, have anything to I say? I don't have anything to say. Uh, uh, it was pretty unhinged. But that's you. Uh, it was a list of jokes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
uh, frantic pace that is is very you, but it was just uh, but yeah, it's a workshop, so I know you weren't it wasn't your set, so you're just kind of you're just literally throwing everything at the wall, see what yeah. sticks and all yeah, that. Gotta blood these uh, jokes. And yeah. I I had a hard time focusing on when the punchline was and et cetera, but it was just more because it was a, a, a workshop set than a fucking real Thank you. set and all that. But uh, I don't care. I'm just glad to see you back, bud, and I'm uh, hope to get some good feedback. From I'm you. so glad, thrilled glad to be back up here, jumping around and all that stuff. I quit comedy. No. I didn't leave the house. I went to fill my tank, and I had used three quarters of a gallon of gas in a week. <laughs> I had bad. really just died and gone away, and this is part of my coming back to life, so thank you for putting up with what you see is what you got. This is, this is, these are the jokes I wrote in the last two days. All right. <laughs> whoa, 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 joke workshop, yeah, yay, on. joke workshop, yay, Mini radio, yay, Pam, 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 yeah. Don't, don't have a heart attack. All right, roll balls We have liability insurance, but that's the only kind of insurance we have on the building right now. Just so everybody knows. Hey, all right, guys. Uh, I listened to his set from last Friday. It was really funny. Uh, he was on Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It was guest hosted by Clay Newman. You guys should go back and listen to that podcast because it was really good. And right now, I, he was writing all afternoon. He was sitting here writing, and I said, are you writing jokes? And he's like, yeah. It's like, good for you, man. So, uh, hey, you guys put it together for the new jokes of Greg Gettle. All right, guys. Uh, give it up for Paul and everyone else you saw tonight. Clap for them. Exciting stuff. Welcome to the joke workshop. Uh, did you guys have a Did you guys have a good weekend? Let's start there. Yeah, good. Wild, wild weekend. Right on. Thumbs up from Leo, so you know he got crazy. I uh, I was at Dolores uh, Park on Saturday, and I was smoking with some Hispanic guys. And I realized uh, there's at least one cultural difference uh, between white people and Hispanics. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Hispanics actually give a shit about their cousins. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, white people? Yeah. Like, they actually care. Yeah. Like, we just have to do a little better than ours at Christmas. <laughs> but they were like, what did you say about them? And you're like, okay. Ch <laughs> chill out. Do we have any uh, SF locals in the house tonight? SF locals? We got one, all right. T two? Paul or local? What? <laughs> okay, come on, Paul. <laughs> you know better. Um, <laughs> no, man, I just like asking that, that local question to, see, uh, to find out who in the audience hates me. <laughs> they don't like local. Uh, lo locals don't like these transplants. Uh, you hear about it. I was, on the, I was on the bus the other day, and I had a woman screaming, being like, you're ruining this city. And it's like, man, I, I understand your frustration, but like, I'm a Segway tour guide. <laughs> 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 Pretty sure I'm not the problem. Uh, keep on keeping on. No, I'm, I'm a Segway tour guide. It's uh, probably the best gig I've ever had. And... Uh, I don't know, they're, they're it's the slow season, but they're grooming me to be the assistant manager. I'm getting a lot more desk, sh uh, desk shifts. I got a higher pay, which is cool. But it's weird, like when growing up as a kid, they're like, what, what do you have to do to get ahead? It's like, well, you have to get plenty of sleep, you know, show up alert and attentive, don't drink alcohol, don't smoke weed, you know, be on your A game. And like, 
if you ask me like now, how do you get ahead in, in, in life? It's just like, well, you have to drink till about three in the morning every day <laughs> and just show up to work and that's it. Just show up and you'll get ahead. It's weird. I don't know. Um, let's see. So I was, I was, I was partying on Saturday. It was a good day. And it was me and we were driving back home from this party. It was me and my buddy and another guy. And uh, we were at this red light. And he's like, oh, and the driver was like, oh, shit, that's my friend Katie. So he rolls the window down and says, Katie, Katie, what are you doing tonight? And she said, I don't know, probably going to bed. He said, fuck that. Get in the car until smoke some weed at my place. And she said, okay. And she got in the car. Uh, the, the problem with that is uh, halfway, to, halfway to her walking into the car, uh, we realized uh, not his friend Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just some other person. <laughs> and she got in the car, and we went to his place and played catchphrase. Because <laughs> when you got the numbers, <laughs> you play catchphrase. <laughs> And it was a great time. We smoked weed, we drank beer, we played about two hours of catchphrase, and then she passed out and we put a blanket over her, and that was the end of the night. And that's when I realized uh, catcalling, not cool. Kate calling, way better. <laughs> Kate calling is like the bizarre world <laughs> of catcalling. <laughs> Because that should have gone way worse, but it was actually a great time. Uh, I got a new Facebook friend. <laughs> it's cool. I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I'm single, and uh, I don't know. I'm in this weird, because like, when I was uh, like about a year ago, I, was, like, I, was, I did a lot of cocaine. I drank a lot, and I had a lot of sex because I had Viagra, too. <laughs> it's, a it's a cocaine joke. <laughs> um, you kind of need both of them for that to happen. Isn't it weird, like, in rap songs, they're like, go to the club, doing coke, doing molly, like, bring a bitch back. <laughs> and it's like, in my drug experience, like, if you're doing coke and molly, there should be no reason why you're bringing a lady home. Because <laughs> it's just 30 minutes of you dry humping a girl's leg and then screaming at your dick, come on, come on. So, yeah, it's just not real. Um, but no, I just... So like I, I used to have a lot of sex and then I, and then I and then I started trying to get the relationship thing, and then I was with two girls for like three months each, and I got an STD from both of them, <laughs> which is the only time I ever got an STD was when I was in a relationship, uh, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so now I have like STD PTSD, <laughs> which is a lot of letters. Um, but just, I'm like scared to get, because I don't think, like, I got gonorrhea and chlamydia from one girl and then HPV from another. So, like, you can, like it's whatever, you know, HPV, everyone's got that. Whew, you know, thank God. That's cool. And then gonorrhea and, and then uh, chlamydia, that got taken care of in a pill. So, I'm like good pretty much. But, like, I'm, I make bad, I'm 27 years old. Like, how long do I have to be like until it's cool to get herpes? <laughs> It's gonna happen. Like I'm single, I'm just out there, like making bad decisions, trying to find love. Like I, I think it's cool when you're 40, right? Like if you're 40 and herpes, you're like that's just a life, no. right? No, I just, I just don't think my game can take on herpes at this point. Is what I'm saying. Like, like, <laughs> what do you say?
What list are we adding herpes to? Not, not if you're in a nursing home. It goes around like fucking wildfire. Um, if you have a grandma in the in a nursing home, she probably has a, a STD. <laughs> At least she's fucking finding love and like and not being alone. Okay, so stop looking down at your grandma for finding someone to connect with. Okay, she gives she gives you fucking birthday and Christmas money. So. Let her get off from time to time. All right, my name's Greg, thanks. Yeah. Greg, get all New jokes. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the grandma STD thing is funny. Okay. Uh, I also really like your new stuff. The whole uh, drink, get drunk and show up is a great like opener. It's a mm-hmm. good way to start. And uh, Kate, uh, Kate Calling is a good story. I really enjoyed that one. Cool. Uh, the uh, PTSD STD is fucking gold. Uh, good job, man. Thank I like all the new stuff. Thanks. Anything else? Same, and sorry for always trying to give you tags or some shit that you're not going to Oh, no, please, man. Go for it. Uh, the... Oh, the... the I'm, not, I'm not part of the problem because I'm a Segway uh, instructor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm part of the solution. I mean, this is whatever. I'm part of the solution. At least once a week, I direct some tech bro into tra- uh, traffic on my t- Segway tour or something. No, that Wait, can you say it one more time? At least once a week, I direct a tech bro into traffic. And okay. Like, eh. I think I could do that, actually. Like, yeah, lead no, a group of six people into a bus. Bring back five. I thought about that. Uh, and then the, the cocaine, and then you need Viagra. Uh, just like, for every $50 worth of fucking coke, I got to spend $14 on a goddamn pill of Viagra. Yeah. It's just like a, it's like a double-edged channel. Or you steal them from your dad. <laughs> what? My, dad, uh, my dad's dick works fine, man. Oh, look, oh, bummer. <laughs> I, I, I pick up on you saying you're a tour guide and that's the best job you ever had. Fuck and yeah. As I know you and I've heard you say that, I think you would be a, fa- you're obviously a fabulous tour guide. Go to TripAdvisor. And I just wish you'd you know, give us more advisor. of a into that because there are so many shitty, shitty tour guides. Yeah. And there's, and how you're so much better than... You know, so you say I'm a tour guide, and we imagine those shitty tour guides, but you are fabulous. So I got the sweet. That's why I got the sweet tan. Do you man. want? I have I have a bunch of sunscreen if you'll actually wear. Oh, you, get, you gave me some. Did I, I, I use sunscreen? it. Okay, good. I use if it. If you ever need more sunscreen, I'll give you more. Don't get cancer on that little head of yours. Real jokes to people. Yeah. And and I mean, there's a whole there's a whole world for you in that. Mm-hmm. Me, the good tour guide versus the shitty tour guides. I, I, I would love to hear. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm affirming you. I'm saying oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, this is neither here nor there, but um, never, ever do cocaine and Molly at the same time. It's a drastic waste of both Exactly. Both yeah. It's really dumb. It, you just get, you get so high on the Molly, and then you get all stressed out about yeah, it you're with like, the coke. And you're like, oh, and you're oh, like, oh, it, it really ruins both drugs. She knows what she's so talking about, please, guys. just, just as a safety precaution, mm-hmm. don't take coke and Molly at the same time. Yep. I'd love drugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Yay, Greg Gettle, yay! Greg Gettle! And if anyone does ever need any sunscreen, just ask me, because my best friend's a dermatologist, and we're trying to fight skin cancer, one bald dude at a time. Uh, hey, guys, your next comedian, funny guy, young guy, keeps coming back, doing jokes. You guys going to laugh at him? And uh, take notes and stuff and tell them what you think. Put your hands together. It's Jesse Warren. Hey, guys. So I'm 
I'm the real problem. Uh, I'm the guy that locals actually hate. Fucking look at me. I'm a tech tee wearing, startup going, programming motherfucker. People hate me for it. Uh, I, uh, I can afford to eat local because I'm not a local. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fucking programmer, yeah, yeah, I'm good with computers, yeah, I work out, yeah, I put things in girls' drinks sometimes, whatever, get over it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm on Tinder, because look at me. I'm on Tinder. I read the bio every time. I read every girl's bio on Tinder. And in 2015, it makes me sensitive. It makes me a sensitive guy. And uh, sometimes, sometimes girls will give instructions on their Tinder, Tinder bios. They'll be like, uh, swipe left. Swipe left if you're only here to hook up. But swipe right. If you love laughing and food, uh, those things aren't mutually exclusive, Chatrice. Those, uh, you can definitely like both those things. Uh, if this were a Venn diagram, you'd only see one circle. Those things completely over. Uh, um, I think I'm the... San Francisco male equivalent of a basic bitch. Um, I, I drink green juice every day. I'm obsessed with wheatgrass. I, uh, I program, I rock climb. It's a pretty hip thing to do nowadays. <laughs> I do all the things. Um, except instead of saying like totally and literally, I use the words trivial and game changing and um, or rather, I, I try to make enough money so that I da can date girls who say things like totally ah. and literally. <laughs> Sometimes girls on Tinder will put in their bio things like, I'm not here to hook up. I'm only here to make friends. I'm only on Tinder to make friends. Ah. Oh, you're only on Tinder to make friends? That's funny because my dog has a brain tumor the size of a golf ball, and I'm here to find her a vet before she dies. <laughs> yeah, if you're on Tinder looking for friends, like you're, you're doing it wrong, go join a weekend kickball league or something. Uh, I read a study that said a Getting a Tinder notification releases five times as much dopamine as getting a Facebook notification, which is still three times the amount of dopamine released from drinking a cup of coffee mixed with MDMA. Uh, sometimes, so girls will put different, there are different classifications of Tinder bio. Sometimes girls will put a quote, they use a quote as their Tinder bio. Other times, they'll put a funny statement, which is the same thing, which is like a quote, but without the attribution. <laughs> okay.
sometimes when I see a guy running, I'll be like, that guy's an athlete. But if I see somebody running and he's wearing a backpack, he's a fucking nerd. Uh, it doesn't matter how many tattoos or whatever he has. If he's wearing a backpack, I'm like, ha, way to plan ahead, nerd. What are, what are other programmer things? What 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 else do programmers do, guys? Electric skateboards. <laughs> Electric skateboards. That's a good one. Algorithms. Algorithms. That's well, you true. Don't know what they are. No, I, I know what algorithms. Oh, you don't know. Okay. Um. Sorry. Okay. Algorithms. Um. Book bags like they're going to fucking third grade. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Debug. Debug. You're just saying technical terms. Those aren't you like. Programmers. What? Programmers. No worries, man. Um, do you want people to clap for you, or do you just want to go into the? Oh, oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm done. Yay! Jesse Warren doesn't give a shit if you clap for him or not. Uh, programmers. Yeah, the skateboards. Um, those electronic skateboards, yeah, 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 yeah. I fucking hate those guys. Yeah, those they're, it's really, really bad, especially when they're fat. When they're fat and they're on the skateboard, and it's like, you fucking poser. Learn how to skate for real, you fat that's fuck. From Seriously. Someone who rides a longboard, so that's like real bad. Okay, yeah. They've overtaken my hatred from longboarders to fucking. They, it's, now I don't even care. I think you're like kind of on my side. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so you went real long with all the tech bro stuff and how you're a tech bro or you're a techie I'm or trying to explore the, the that enemy space. and stuff like that. Yeah. Just condense all that because you had like three or four jokes and you put a different one in between. Uh, just make that one good solid chunk. Like you could probably get two, three minutes and, and just like drop some of it or whatever. But like, yeah. like it's all self-deprecating and you're like kind of apologizing for being one of the uh, pieces of shit that were ruining this fucking and, city. And why and, can't uh, you go out alone? There's always 12 or 13 of you together in a group for lunch. Oh, yeah. I see you walking around downtown, fucking 13, 14 dorks yeah, yeah, together yeah. in a little pod, walking around, no women anywhere, yeah. going to Chipotle or some shit. No, always What's one wrong token. with you guys? One, always no, one I never see girls. Because I'm, I'm always like, look at this. Female. And I actually yeah. yelled programmers at the other the other day because of your thing. I was like, program. I'm like, where's the convention of programmers, guys? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But that's all I was saying. Like, just condense that into like one good solid joke. Cool. Kind of oh, it's like we get it. Yeah, Another, yeah, yeah. Like programmer stereotype. I have more money than personality. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Here's my first off. If it's all about programmers, you got to make sure even the deaf people get that it's programmers, programmers. and not programmers. And this is, you know, from, I'll, I'll it's, it. from it, it's from the theater stuff. You got to make your words. But, but anyway, the other thing is, I, I'm just going to tell say it in a different way. For a, about half of it, you're playing the asshole. You're yes. being the asshole. That, that's my, and that was since my you're a nice guy, it's not coming off that you're being that you're the asshole. Should I sell it more? I, well, I'm just telling you what you did. Okay. Okay. And some of the confusion is: is this Jesse or is this the asshole he's making fun okay. of? And I think if you invest more in this is the asshole, get over it. See, yeah. if you if you say and you it's kind of reductio ad absurdum. It's hyper you 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 pump it up what an asshole he yeah. is, and then you let us know you don't like that guy, and then yeah. you switch to yourself. Gotcha. And that's what you did, but you didn't make it as clear as okay. we needed it. So I, I picked it up that you were doing that. Okay. 
Okay? Yeah, so just and, more of an asshole. Well, just listen to the tape and you'll see okay. your voice didn't change. Right. It's called a persona. You were playing the part of the asshole. Yes. But it, we thought it was you. I mean, we were, I was confused. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I would almost... Okay. I would... Some, I mean, I, I agree that you need to make a choice. I don't know if you want to go down the full path of like, yeah, I put shit in chicks' drinks sometimes. Like, unless you're going to be that character, yes, absolutely. you can't really do that thing. And I'm not, con- I mean, obviously it's up to you. I'm not convinced that you want to be that uh, character. Yeah, I'm not sold on it yet, but uh, if it works, then, I, then I'll fuck, fuck Yeah, it. yeah, maybe. But if it works for what, your first five minutes of material and then you have to like change gears. Okay. I mean, I thought it was funny when you kind of are self-aware about like, yeah, I rock climb, which isn't a thing that people hate, but it's still kind of a stereotype. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say you do have to kind of pick one or the other. And I don't know if you want, if you want to go full if- character because people are – I don't think that's going to crush immediately. I think some people well, are going to be like, fuck I, this guy. I did have, uh, that actually is an interesting one because your whole list at the beginning is all like lighthearted stuff. And I get that the, the Rufy joke is meant to be the surprise, yes. but because it's following the same narrative, it doesn't really have that, sh- that shock I surprise. I see, yeah. And I think I that's why it didn't sell as well. Because gotcha. we all knew it was a joke, but it doesn't subvert anything. Yes. So it doesn't surprise You're in right. that way. That makes sense. They said it better what I was trying to yeah. say. Yeah. So, so is, is there one character that you guys would think would do better? Is it the self-aware programmer or is it this just a full-on dick? But the, a- the self-aware guy isn't really a character. It's you. Yes, that is more so myself. So I usually think it's easier. Well, not immediately easier, but eventually easier to try to be yourself sure. than to try to write for a character. Unless you find you're having way more fun as that character. Yeah. But yeah. you can't necessarily do both in the same gotcha, set. Gotcha, that makes sense. How, how about you find yourself doing these things and you don't want to be that guy? Yeah, I you see. Kinda, you, I see. you do these things and you say, wait a minute, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see. You just have so much delicate. extra money. It's tricky. But these guys said, I that's right. buy one of those That's kids. right. Don't, don't go full-blown negative unless you're going to really, really embrace it, it yeah. and make it clear it's okay. not you because you're a nice guy and you're never going to convince us you're not a nice guy. Okay. 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 Cool. All right. The consensus is he's a nice guy. Put your hands together. You. It's Jesse Warren. I wouldn't push you off an electronic skateboard, although some people I would. But not you. You're nice. All right, guys. Your next comedian, a funny guy, wears a silly hat. Put your hands together. It's Sanj. I think a lot of people don't necessarily like their roommates. Uh, I would count myself in that category, you know, just asking stupid questions. Like, he knows I do comedy. He's like, dude, do you think you could make gun violence funny? I'm like, no, but if you got shot, I would find a way. Uh, I used to be trans. I don't know why I thought that would work. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I do have a trans friend and you know the pronouns get me so fucking confused guys you know like I don't know what he wants me to call her like it okay fine let's think uh, all right rap music versus country music I think it's a very interesting dichotomy you know because rap music is uh, performed pri- primarily by blacks and uh, country music primarily by racists uh, that's how that works, you know? Like, country music is, uh, Darth Vader and 
rap is Luke Skywalker, even though technically they're the dark side. Uh, I don't know. People are so into, people are like complaining about, you know, online hate groups. Some anonymous group is hacking that group. But guys, do you realize that the Country Music Awards is basically a televised clan rally? Like, are you, like, it's fuck, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I don't know whether you guys have ever been poisoned. Uh, I have every time I eat Ethiopian food. You know, I'm on the toilet for like a week. Like, I'm just canceling appointments. Like, dude, like, we gotta do, we gotta reschedule, dude. Like, I can't, I, ah, uh, I can't, I can't even, you know? Like, I sweat 10 pounds. That's why Ethiopians are so skinny, man. Every time they eat, they lose weight. <sighs> Let me think. Uh, all right, I uh, accidentally uh, Facebook friended a prostitute. And it was the best mistake I ever made because she uses her Facebook as like an ad type thing, like to advertise basically. And it's a let me start from the beginning, actually. So I met her at a creative writing class and she told me she's from Las Vegas and she's a masseuse. And like for those of you who don't know what masseuse is, I know some of you don't know, don't know what programmers are, so I'll explain this. Uh, masseuse is when you give people massages, all right? That's what you do for a living. So she said she was a masseuse, all right? And for all I know, she might be a masseuse. She might be a good one, you know? But she's also a prostitute. And it's basically like my news feed has just become, like, personalized soft porn, which is just amazing. It's like being sexted forever, guys. Do you, understand? Do you know what that... Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I'm an actor. No, maybe you can't tell by looking at me. I am, uh, you know, I uh, had a bit part in Donald Trump's anti-immigration campaign. Add for that, I played rapist number two. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm Indian. As you can tell, these uh, segues are very well thought out. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually East Indian heritage, and I'm bad at math. So I don't know whether you guys know what it's like to be bad at something everyone expects you to be good at. But it's just like your life is one long disappointment, basically. Like, that's basically what it... And it just manifests itself in unique ways. You know, like my friend was talking to me about human trafficking. She was like, Sanj, do you know that there's this victim who was raped 48 times in a day? And I was like, holy shit. What's that per hour? <laughs> and she's like, Sanj, you're so insensitive. Do you not care about rape? I'm like, I always have rape on my mind. What are you talking about? All right, guys, I'm going to end there. <laughs> Just like a rapist, always rape on the mind. That's Sanj, yay! Um, you could talk about how... Um, a, a masseuse, when you, in your explanation for masseuse mm -hmm. and also for prostitute, be like, a masseuse rubs people's bodies and, and a prostitute just rubs their penis or something. Like, she okay. only works out that one muscle. She could be, she is a masseuse for all you know. She just only has her hands on your dick. All right, so she's a specialist. She's, yeah. All right. She's a specialist masseuse. You sure. a special With her mouth. Writing, she and she's all about happy endings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't know if you were planning, if that joke was an actual joke where you legitimately stopped and said, I don't know how, why I thought that would work. Mm -hmm. But if you can 
sell it with that degree every time it'll work <laughs> can you explain to me why that worked because i'm a little disconcerted about it. because it shows like a like you caught yourself like a in your moment of self-awareness like i fucked up and we we're all watching you fuck up on stage and it's really funny to see you go oh fuck i uh, i kind of disagree i think part of the reason that works is that i thought the joke was actually funny but it needed something to like push it through which you one know, like that I used to trans be trans? Joke where you're like, I used to be trans. Everyone's thinking about it, and that's basically it's a clever premise, and like just the cadence of it requires like a punchline, which never came. So whatever you said kind of became the punchline because I thought it was kind of clever. It's always okay. better when you're actually in the moment with us, when okay. it's happening right now with us, okay, versus phoning it in or reciting it. So that, that was. Bam, I'm here now with you. And that's always more interesting. Yeah, that's interesting because that was like, like I planned to say that beforehand. I was like, I'm going to say I used to be trans and it's probably not going to work. So then I'm going to say this. But I thought the second part was going to do funny, funnier. Like, I don't know what he wants me to call her, but nobody laughed. So I don't know. Should I cut that? I think that's really common in the city. Okay. I don't know how funny people are going to find All right. It's, yeah. Oh, because it's too, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and I think kind of along the lines of that, like the country material, even though probably on the side of things that people in the city would agree with, I just think I'd, it's kind of trodden territory and it's not like it, – it's, it's a lot of people would argue that is not the case mm -hmm. and even if it was, it's not super original. Okay. Um, I thought the, the, the line about have you ever like – been bad at something that everyone expects you to be good at i don't i don't have a suggestion for you but that opens up a door for a, like kick-ass metaphor okay it's something something a little better than something less expected than one long disappointment yeah. there's a great analogy opportunity there i think it's a great setup all right thanks so much man yeah. uh there's one thing i would change too is like if you do keep the country music racism stuff don't immediately go into a oh, joke racist. about food that is super <laughs> 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 Okay. Uh, How? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, okay, first of all, I love country music. And I think there's a lot of people that look like me that love country music. So, it, like he said, it's not only not original, but it isn't reflective of any real reality. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just needed something funny, so I made it all. <laughs> and, too, though, it, even that joke made, kind of was racist, Ethiopian joke. It kind of is funny however they're not known for spicy food they're known for if i'm not mistaken starvation and famine <laughs> you can say when they eat they lose weight even i was thinking in my mind like you you stop and say oh wait they don't eat all right or something like that which is mean but i think it'd be really funny that's why they don't eat yeah. all right i think i think of country western and rednecks mm -hmm. i think of i think of rap and gangsters mm -hmm. and i think of country western people who like Donald Trump. And so if you just add a little bit of why you call them racist, just one just one phrase right next of why you think they're racist. Okay, how was how was the first joke about roommate? No, but if you get shot, I'll make it fabulous. Good? Yeah, that's a good joke. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. So helpful. Yay! Hates his roommates. Alright guys. Hey, coming up next, very, very funny man. Put your hands together. It's Joey Avery. Yay! Woo! Yeah, bitch! 
<laughs> That'd be awesome if that's how I introduced myself. Um, yeah, guys, I'm excited to be here. Always excited to be doing comedy. I think we all are. I think it's great that we all have a dream to chase. I think it's so important to have dreams that you go after. You can go after those dreams. You can either achieve them or you can become a sports dad. That's, that's my second plan. It's fucking foolproof. If comedy fails, I just go down to the big five, get some fucking shorts and a whistle, and scream all of my dreams into a 10-year-old as he tries to throw a ball through a hoop. It's fucking perfect. You can't beat that plan. It's a can't-lose plan in the sense that I can't lose, and neither can that kid because I will beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to be an unsuccessful sports dad. You know how hard that would be to fail at two things? I'd do some fucking push-ups. <laughs> if I hear one more show tune, um, <laughs> it's fucked up. I would never do that to a kid. I just think it's, it's crazy the type of stuff that dads get proud of. They get proud of very weird things in this country, probably all over the world. It's like... The father-son relationship is the only relationship where they'll be really excited if you give another kid a concussion in a football game. Like, the father-son relationship, the dad is stoked if his kid is out there fucking random girls. He's fired up. He's excited about that, which is crazy, and it always makes me think, like, there's got to be one, like, super proud porn dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> who's just really proud that his kid does porn and proud parents are the worst because they never know when you're not interested you know and I just imagine like somewhere right now a dinner party's wrapping up and this dad is just bringing everyone into the living room as he puts on a tape of his son in this fucking porn just, just like look at him go <laughs> Who do you think taught him to fuck like that, <laughs> all right? That is dad's dick right there, all right? That's not mom's dick. That is dad's dick. That's what I taught him. <laughs> Fucking porn dad. Dude, I love that. That has to exist. That's, that's crazy. I, uh, <clears throat> that is only, only with guys. I don't know. I don't know what happens. When you have a daughter, I don't know what you're proud of. You have to, like, be proud of who she is as a person, you know, <laughs> love and hate her based on that which is a much higher stakes game wouldn't want to do it um <laughs> it is weird like dads want the boys to fuck but they never want the daughter to go out and fuck it's like what if she wants to fuck dad all right no it's like and you want her to like make love but you just don't want her out there fucking i don't know what that is i don't i guess it's because it's like easier it's like i don't know shooting fish in a barrel maybe in in the fish the fish barrel that's what you should call the vagina. Um, <laughs> that's fucking disgusting. I can't back that up. Uh, I don't know. I, it, is fun, it is fun being a, a young single person out there trying to fuck, or at least I think it is probably because I never had to really like date in the real world. You know, like I met my girlfriend in college, so my entire single experience... Okay, it was just eight years of me getting way too drunk near girls and hoping they would touch me. That was my whole dating experience. 
just getting trashed and standing near girls and trying to like be I don't know be big like I never had to be successful or have like a whole thing it was like I just had to have the best costume at the party that was my entire single life which was awesome I I'll never forget it one party I went to dressed as Ace Ventura I got a hand job from a referee on the side of the house all right what a great night Okay, that sounds like, how do you beat that night? I'm not going to do anything that fun ever again on a fucking Tuesday, okay? I don't even like hand jobs that much, but I'm not the type of athlete to argue with a call, all right? The referee wants me to fucking get a handy, and that's, <laughs> that's what I'll do. Dress like Ace Ventura, just like, all righty then. Getting stroked. Um... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, that that, <laughs> that really was it. Like, my entire game, this is probably how I ended up doing stand-ups. My entire game was just trying to get attention at a party. Like, I've been a part of eight all-male choreographed dance recitals, okay? And I choreographed half of them. That's 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 my fucking life. I'm the worst person to ask for dating advice. People are like, you seem happy in your relationship. What dating advice do you have? And I'm like, listen, okay, it all comes down to the song selection, all right? The dance fits the music. You got to give it 110%. Show some abs. Um... I actually, I actually met my girlfriend as I was choreographing a synchronized swimming event for a sorority charity thing, okay? That's, what, that's how I found love, okay? Which is amazing because I was the first synchronized swimmer to ever have sex, actually. <laughs> it's an ama- you'd, you would think more because it's very important to come at the same time, but uh, <laughs> apparently not. Um, <laughs> I have been with my girlfriend for almost four years. She's a pretty, pretty strong amount. I know it's fucking crazy. Jackson hates it. Jackson's like, fuck everyone, bro. <laughs> um, I know I, we, we've talked about it. I thought that everyone would have had that polygamy conversation and that'd be relatable, but I guess not. Um, but yeah, and I've been with her for almost four years, which is crazy. I feel like if for a young man to be monogamous with one girl for four years is an insane accomplishment like I feel like I deserve a degree you know because that's what it is I spent four years cultivating a very specific skill that will not help me in the outside world all right that's what it is okay no if she dumped me tomorrow no girl's gonna be like oh my god you found one clit in four years like fuck me under no pressure and sweatpants like sick you know (laughs) I don't even know how to take off jeans anymore, all right? <laughs> it's insane. It really is like like a little vagina university, though, because it's like you're going to spend four years in there. It's going to cost you a shitload of money. Uh, and if you're a good athlete, you can cheat your way straight through. That's the whole, the whole thing. Plus, if you got yours online, I just don't fucking respect it, you know? No matter what you do, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, DeVry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go, DeVry. DeVry, DeVry football rules. Um, love the computers, I guess. Would be, would be I, always, I always wish that's what online college actually was, is like they actually had sports teams, but like the football team was just a bunch of guys playing Madden. You know what I mean? <laughs> You get, like, a little Sims character who moves into a college dorm, and you can watch him, like, throw up on himself and be like, look, he's learning how to be an adult. 
Um, that's it. Thank you, guys. Joey Avery. Dad porn's pretty great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Noted. When you got a hand job from the referee, I yeah. just saw that as a deleted scene in the movie. Like, <laughs> so in what movie? In Ace Ventura. Like, like, oh, it, it, like, it's bad. like I was reenacting a deleted yeah. scene. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, um, she was an elephant. I, I, uh, no, I was not. a dance choreographer in San Francisco, and I was fucking women. Right. I wasn't in San Francisco, but I could I could pull that off. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one was a. Uh, uh, coming at the same time was that like part of the dance? Like were you underwater? <laughs> that was an all male synchronized <laughs> swimming team. So oh, you have to change that for the joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty. Were, funny. You were really on an all male synchronized swimming team in college. It wasn't. It was. It was not a synchronized. It was like. It was just like one event was like the sorority was like. Oh my god, you guys have to make up some routine, and so me and my friends were like, okay, we'll do that, and I choreographed this uh, oh see routine. I thought you were choreographing their dance routine like the I, chore- I choreographed and starred did you I mean do you not I'm not gonna apologize for being a triple threat artistically <laughs> uh, the only thing I again shitty fucking tag that you won't use or shit, but uh the, being drunk around girls just like being drunk and staring at them or whatever like right. The only thing I learned is that I'm immune, I'm now immune to pepper spray, or I'm really I'm really good at dodging it or something like that. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, otherwise I was fucking yeah. You're you're you're, you're pretty good, dude. Thank you. You're, you're all right. Keep it up, kid. Joey, I love your like poignant like observations about middle-aged white men. Yeah. Like last time you had that thing about buffalo wings or something. Oh, buffalo wild wings. <laughs> buffalo wild wings. And now your thing about like sports dads. That's basically just sums. The, Sums it up like perfect, perfectly, and I really liked your uh, uh, vagina college thing <laughs> because you just kept going with it, and it just kept making sense. It's like, yeah, it costs a lot, and yeah, it's useless, and yeah, that's really interesting. I, I, I mean, I guess it would make sense. This is what I fucking grew up around, right? You look at this shit, and you're like, you don't get it. You're living wrong. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> cool. Thank you, guys. Yay, Joey Avery! Yay. All right, let's keep this tra- comedy train uh, rocking and rolling down the track. You're uh, listening to Mutiny Radio.fm. It's the Joke Workshop here. Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Hey, don't forget to apply for the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that's going to be March 2nd through 6th, 2016. 24 shows in five days, all live streaming, podcast, and with a live audience. Um, trying to get a national headliner right now, talking to... Um, Trevor Moore uh, from The Whitest Kids You Know and also from Comedy Central had a special last year called Getting High in Church. He's looking at his uh, schedule right now. Just talked to my his cousin, my boyfriend, uh, on the phone yesterday. So that was exciting. Uh, all right, you guys, your next comedian. Put your hands together. It's Tommy McGuire. How you doing, guys? Yeah said, how are you doing, guys? Later, Chris. Nice, nice timing, bro. It's cool, yeah. No, I don't take it personally. Dick. 
Oh, man. Um, so if you're like me, you pay attention to the news a lot. And uh, I read this news story about this, uh, this panhandler in New York. And he's claiming to make over like $200 an hour. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I'm not the kind of person that like really reads the news. I read the headline and then like give up after like the third paragraph thanks to ADD. So I really don't know how true this is or anything else about the story. But it was a fucking headline I read. And um, yeah. But my brain went like into automatic like conspiracy theory. You know, the fucking media. It's basically trying to like convince me that... Uh, I should just fucking give up, you know? Like, I bust my ass in this city just to be poor, you know? Like, I am well below the poverty line, and I have four jobs. Um, yeah, man, and uh, so now I'm, like, walking by these, like, these homeless kids, and I'm just looking at them like I look at fucking trust kids, like, you don't deserve that lifestyle, you fucker, <laughs> you know? But, uh... There's a lot, been a lot of news in the city, especially with the, the Syrian uh, immigrants and all that, and, and uh, how San Francisco's this fucking sanctuary city, right? And I think that's fucking bullshit. I'm fucking sick of it, dude. I really, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I fucking cannot stand by this sanctuary city bullshit. These people are just fucking coming in droves, just fucking littering our streets with fucking, they're just <laughs> littering our streets, and every year it just fucking keeps getting worse, man. And um, I'm not talking about Im immigrants, guys. They're, I'm cool with them. I'm just talking about these fucking chads who've never been punched in the face before. San Francisco is just such a safe place to where if you give them any negative fucking commentary, it's just like you're a fucking Nazi war criminal. It's fucking awful. I'm really sick about it. Um, yeah. I'm working on being slower and not swearing as much and being a little more articulate. So, yeah. I was at a comedy show earlier this week, and uh, fucking this guy sits behind me, and he's got the fucking sniffles. And I'm not a germaphobe in any sense, but it's a comedy show, and he's sitting right behind me, and so every time he laughs, I just can feel his fucking warm, germy breath on the back of my neck, and it's just pissing me off to no end. And it's not because I'm a fucking germaphobe. I love being sick. Seriously, I was, I'm a mama's boy, man. Being sick brings back so many good memories. Chicken noodle soup, all that good stuff. It, even give me, it gives me a real reason to stay home from work and just like not do anything and just legitimately, like I shouldn't, man. Like I shouldn't do shit today because I'm fucking sick. I love that shit. But it's not like, and this guy just kept doing it. I'm just pissing me off and to no fucking end. And I didn't want to turn around and be an asshole to him, but... I'm too fucking broke to take a day off, man. I don't care about getting sick. I just fucking care about my rent. One day off of work, man, it's just, I can't do it. Oh, God damn it. Oh, man. I'm going to leave with, the, with this one, guys. That was a shitty joke between me and Pam. But uh, I was walking down the street the other day, and I and, uh, came across this blind guy. I was walking by him, and he had a cane and everything, and, uh, you know, it was fine, but... I noticed he had this fucking tattoo, and I immediately had just so many questions. You know what I mean? Like, really, like, how did you pick that out? How do you know what a fucking koi fish looks like in the first place, dude? And, uh, you know, I just, I'm not saying blind people shouldn't get tattoos. I'm not saying blind people shouldn't get, or can't get tattoos, man. 
I mean, I mean, I don't think they should get married. That's just me. <laughs> That's just the way I was brought. That was just the way I was brought up. Read, read the Bible, man. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking Leviticus 13:72. But uh, yeah, I just had a lot of questions, man. And uh, I grew up around a lot of tattoo shops, and I have a lot of tattoo friends. And there are certain etiquettes when you go get a tattoo that a lot of people don't know. Um, and they just fucking, they just get the worst tattoo, the dumbest tattoo off the wall that they've done a million times and they're so sick of doing this stupid fucking koi fish sam- and a samurai and a dolphin around your belly button and shit like that. And there's this little secret you probably don't know though. And if you go in a tattoo shop and order something or, or you know, pick out something that's just really fucking lame, like a fucking armband or a four leaf clover or just some, some dumb shit. And you're a prick, man. <laughs> that tattoo artist is gonna draw a little dick somewhere in there. Especially if it's on your back, because you're not going to see it. I have a fucking dick under my ear, and it was a friend of mine. So I can't be mad, because it's too funny to be mad. But I've got these two little balls, and the bee's a dick, and uh, you wouldn't have thought that until I told you. But uh, that's, what I got. that's the price you pay for uh, free tattoos. All right, that's all I have today, guys. Thank you. Tommy McGuire! See, my tattoo artist is so good that when he was tattooing me, he said, you know this looks like a dick, right? <laughs> He's like, you know that this quarter-inch jack on your wrist looks like a little dick. And I was like, yeah, that's great. I got a little dick on me. What? Yeah, but you're a chick. It's, uh, you're a female, a woman. I'm sorry. Yeah. Empowerment. It's a pretty skinny dick. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a lot of dicks on a lot of people that don't know it. It's awesome. Also, there's a lot of shitty racist tattoo artists I grew up around who definitely put swastikas in there. You too. <laughs> so yeah, just know your artists and don't be a dick. So I can't That's find like a good answer to that. I don't know, but anyways, sorry. Good. Um, with the tattoo joke with regards to blind people, I almost feel like you should, ch- if you change the perspective and actually make it like a complimentary thing, almost like, look, I I can see and I have dicks on my face. This person can. He has this beautiful koi. T- he chose a beautiful koi tattoo, versus like making. I don't say like making fun of the fact that they got a tattoo because they couldn't see it. Um, I don't know how that. You just. I think it'll sound better, come across better. I had. I had a. I had like a, a th- like three examples on that one, and I kept forgetting the whole. They can't. I shouldn't let them get married because that's that's a p- the joke I'm proud of in there, part of that story. But I want to put that in the middle and then do like all these questions. How do they pick it out? Uh, you know, when he shows it off to me, whatever, whatever. And then I got, I got to find something to end that joke with, basically. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. And also, th- I'm not trying, I'm not trying to down, be down on the guy or anything like that either. But yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Like, I would say one of the biggest laughs was when you were like, I don't think blind people should get yeah. married, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because it's like, so earlier in the set, you did a joke that was like kind of a similar reveal, right? Where it was like, you were talking about the refugee crisis, and then your reveal was that, you know, the people moving to this town yeah, right. are, that, are not them. What I was thinking, because I'd never really thought of this before, and it's almost like that reveal was only, like, one step away, so everyone was kind of with it. Yeah. Whereas the blind marriage reveal was, like, two steps away, so it's enough of a surprise so that it makes people laugh. So I feel like... With the earlier joke, if you want to do a reveal, you somehow have to make it more surprising yeah, than that's, something that's, that falls into like a joke that everybody kind of. That's knows. what I was worried is that it was too much of a tell, like obviously, because there's a I think Stanhope or Norton did the joke about you know immigrants, and he was like, oh, I'm not talking about immigrants, I'm talking about these fucking babies, right? Right. Uh, and I was like, I feel like especially towards comedians, you guys saw that coming. With that. I was going to talk about tech bros right. and whatever, so I gotta well shorten it and figure it out, and also yeah, try to get it 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Anyone else? Uh, I wanted to say some. I don't even know how this would work. I want the tattoo artist to write penis in braille. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, like, how would, what's the end, like, because he can't feel it. The yeah. blind person can't feel it. And you can't even read braille. And so how would, how would it work? But it's so, so funny, bra- though. Braille tattoo, though, that's good. Cause, <laughs> no, if you, well, if, I mean, again, I grew up on well, tattoo artist. Uh, blind, anyway. blind people could get brands instead. Uh, like people see, do yeah. get brands, but like you'd have to explain that to people who don't know that like branding is a thing because then otherwise it'll just come off as like really mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, no, no, it's a, it's a thing people do. Like people get branded, but it like raises the skin. So it'd be like braille tattoos. But no, and also if the, the, the tattoo artist goes too heavy in, it will raise too. Um, so it's especially shitty tattoo artists. It goes and it, it actually raised. But uh, okay. Yeah, thank you guys. Sweet. Right. Yay, Tom McGuire, yay! It was nicer that you were a lot slower than usual. I'm trying. It was I, nice. I swear too much, and I fucking get way too... I don't think you swear too much, but I t- you usually do go too fast. All right, guys, here we go. We're uh, figuring this out with a bunch of people. We have a couple left. And uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's Jackson McBrayer. <laughs> This makes everything easier. You can all hear me, right? This is yeah. fine. Uh, so I'm going to a wedding this weekend, like soon, and it got me to thinking about other weddings I went to. Like, uh, I know it's mean to say, but I have this family friend, and the the simplest way to describe her is she's a basic bitch. She got married on Valentine's Day. Now that is some hateful shit, because like. A, you're screwing yourself out of, like, a celebration that would actually matter to you, I presume. Like, married people like Valentine's Day, right? Because, like, you're hooked to someone for the rest of your life. And you're, like, depriving yourself of an extra holiday. Whatever. Uh, Secondly, like, okay, if you're in a relationship and you go to that wedding, it's great for you. But if you are single going to a wedding on Valentine's Day, that's like, oh, fuck, man. That's mean. Also, like, I'm polyamorous. How the fuck do I ask for a plus two to a wedding? It's just like, fuck you. Like, this is just hateful. Um, the second thing is uh, I, went to a, I went to another wedding, and it was a bunch of young professionals, like a bunch of like, kids who are too young to get married. Like, you're, you're not, your brain isn't fully formed until you're 26. So any decision you make before then, probably not, shouldn't be a life decision is all I'm saying. And these young professionals all getting married, and they're all like very rich for how young they are, and their wives are way more attractive than them. And I was like, oh, trophy wives, I understand. Don't know where the joke is here. It was just like, oh, this is what a trophy wife looks like early in her career. Now I understand. Uh, you know, they're going to get divorced and maybe I'll marry her afterwards, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Oh, I went to Vegas for my buddy's bachelor party and I got propositioned by a hooker because that happens in Vegas all the time. And I go, oh, it's cool, I get laid plenty. And her face was amazing, you guys. Like, she believed the stereotype, like cripples never have sex, blah, 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 oh, easy mark. And I was like, no, I'm good, I'm fine. I don't ever pay for sex, thanks. It was, it was a beautiful moment, I, she had to be there, but there's something deeply funny, I'll find the joke in there somewhere. 
I went home and I was looking through my old yearbooks and I realized that I had two life goals in high school. Get laid and become a stand-up comic. So for my high school self, I'm a success. Like, in real life, I'm a failure. But for my college, for my high school self, I'm a success. So yeah, it's all about uh, how you look at things. Perspective, guys. Um, let's see. What did I write? Oh, right. So I was drinking with some bartender friends of mine uh, late at a comedy show. And this dude kind of tacked onto the group and was trying to hit on one of the girls. And eventually, like, we all want to leave. So I just, you know, while they go clean up, I'm like, hey, man, can you, like, get the fuck out of here? And the dude flips out at me. Like, bro, I run these streets. Fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. Good, good to know, man. Can you get the fuck out of here? And he's like, it's, you're, you're, you're lucky you're in a wheelchair. I was like, oh, I know. Can you leave? <laughs> I just kept at him. And the funniest part is nothing happened to me. Like, it's just, there's a power in the wheelchair that I love, which is, I am not afraid of you. I am not afraid of anyone in the city. And it's great because the gangsters here are so cute. It's like, oh, you're hard in San Francisco? That's adorable. Oh, you're the cutest little gangster, aren't you? Oh, fuck you. Um, but yeah, and then I just hit him with the nicest, like, oh, have a great day, man. It's really good. Like. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we had this discussion. Like, just totally fuck with them. And I can do that. Not a joke, but something deeply. Like, I was just happy. Like, telling the story just fills me with joy. I love fucking with people, and I get to do it all the time. I don't do it all the time, but when I, get a, when I have a good reason, oh my god, it's glorious. Uh, fucking with people is amazing. Uh, some of the other times I like fucking with people is... Actually, the most common is boyfriends at nightclubs and it's not my intention to fuck with them it's their girlfriends give me a lap dance and then they get mad at me but then they can't do anything similar to the first story but then I come off as more of a dick in that situation but I'm like no I was just like your girlfriend just wanted to make out with me I didn't do anything I don't know something about that oh here's one that actually see this is totally fucking no, no organization at all. I was, at a, I was at a concert, and this girl sits on my lap, but my hands are down by my wheels, so she actually pins me, and then she kisses me against my will because not attractive, and I'm like, I don't want to. Oh, fuck, this is happening. And guys, I was, I was like a little bit raped, like a little bit, just, just a garnish of rape, I think. <laughs> Something... Yeah, that's fucked up and funny. That's all my new stuff that I wanted to work on. What do you guys think? We think yay! Clap, clap, clap for Jackson McBrayer. Yeah, so I thought I thought it was really funny calling a trophy wife like early in her career. I think that's a very interesting thing, looking at the trophy wife as this sort of profession, which ultimately it is. I think there's a lot you can do with that. I have for the for the hooker story um, to just turn it. I mean, this would then make it a lie, but it would make it more of a joke. Um, is if she comes up to you, propositioning you for sex, and you're like, "Yeah, that'll be two hundred dollars," and she was blown away, and I was like, "Bitch, don't you know I'm a fetish?" <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like you were in situations where you 
like a, you're taking advantage of people's personal biases or stand uh, stereotypes about people in wheelchairs, and they, so they're, they, you'll fuck with them and they can't fight back. They, you know, because they're not, you know they're afraid to fuck with you back. Uh, I think there's a lot to it you could go with in that angle. The the last one you talked about with um like you're you're fucking around with other people's girlfriends. It, yeah, it does make you kind of come across as a dick, but if that's your character and you really own that, yeah. like I'm the, like, you know, like Dice Clay could own his character type deal, yeah. I think you could really make that, like, really funny and take it in that direction. Sure. Or you could go the other way and just make fun of the fact that people have, like, a, a different attitude or a condescending attitude in a way. And then um, this is, after that sage piece of advice by Joe, I'm a little nervous, but... You could make a pun out of when a hooker doesn't think you're getting laid because you're in a wheelchair. Be like, listen, I may not be standing up, but I do stand up. Yeah. Just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pun. Very punny. Yeah. Uh, the Vegas hooker thing. Yeah. Uh, again, that's fucking awesome. But uh, also maybe like, you know, I, I turned down a Vegas hooker, and it was like the lowest point in her life. Cause she thought she was doing this like charitable or some, something, some bullshit like that. And then she got turned down by a guy in a wheelchair and said, I got laid all the time or whatever. And come to find out she turned her life around after that. She stopped hooking and she, you know, just something like that. Uh, but uh, whatever. The, then, yeah. the plus two joke was so memorable that I actually, I think my boyfriend and I brought it up to each other. <laughs> we, we heard it last week at Brainwash and we liked it so much. Cause it's so funny. Or no, I told my friend Katie when we were out at some wet something like that. And it's it's a really for those for the wedding set who are douchebags anyways. It's a funny joke. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And then the only other thing uh, when you're talking about how you can talk shit to people because you're in a wheelchair and all that, uh, related to like, it's like those girls at the club who'll get up in a dude's face and just say the craziest shit because you won't hit me. You won't because like without turning you into an awful fucking person. You know what I mean? I think and I think you've done that before or something along yeah. those lines and all that. But just like I'm basically like that drunk bitch at the bar who's just getting uh, this huge dude's face because oh you're gonna hit me? You're gonna hit, you know whatever. Uh, but otherwise yeah, yeah good shit. Good stuff. Thanks, yeah. Thanks. Yay. Jackson McBrayer, yay. Bye, Joey Avery. <clears throat> oh, my voice is all jacked up today. All right, I'm, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a quick set just because I want to work on some new material, yeah. so yay me. Yay. Hey everybody. Uh, I actually got to be a plus one this weekend in Napa with a bunch of rich people. That was really exciting. And you have no idea how slutty these women are. <laughs> it is these rich girls. You let them out of the house and give them some wine and they will molest you in a cabana. Uh, seriously, they were crazy, crazy bitches. And um, some crazy shit happens up there with money. There was a Wells Fargo um, conference happening at the same time and so there were a lot of us sort of in this bar and um, this couple uh, came up to me and it makes sense I'm an attractive young drunk girl and um, the wife who I didn't know uh, if she was uh, trans or not I was confused I was looking for the Adam's apple it was a very confusing moment for me but she said how do you want to suck my husband's dick and I was like, that is not a great opener. That's not, who, so who tries to hit on you like that? You want it? And then she follows it up with, it's nine and a half hard inches. 
do you want to give him a blowjob? And I'm like, it's called a blowjob for a reason. You can, no one wants to give anyone a blowjob. Are you kidding me? Like, if you want to hit on me in a bar, say something sexy, like, let's go to the the spa or something and, you know, I'll lick your pussy. But I, I, who wants to eat cock? Like, what is that about? Uh, and they just kept pressing and pressing. It's the Wells Fargo people. Uh, they are always trying to fuck you. I didn't know if you guys knew that, but Wells Fargo, they want to fuck you out of 350. They want to fuck you into nine and a half inches. And that's how bad they want to fuck you. They want you to give them a blowjob. I hate that bank now even more. I've been a member since 91. I feel like I've been gang raped by Wells Fargo since 91. I mean, they nickel and dime you to death. Uh, anyway, right, this, it, it was a weird weekend uh, with the nine and a half hard inches. Wells Fargo, rich bitches. Uh, I did. I got a lot of free wine. I've been farting all day because I ate so much more cheese than I should have eaten. I don't know if you guys have heard me in the booth. I've just been popping them all day. Just like it's, I ate, I must have eaten at least a pound of cheese. I love a buffet and uh, a cheese buffet is no different to me than any other buffet. I had too much cheese. Uh, but I do, God, you guys, I have I stole so much soap. I came back with like four bars of soap, six things of uh, of conditioner. Uh, it's not funny that I'm poor, but it's it's good that I get to be a plus one every once in a while. You can't buy soap with or deodorant with food stamps. I don't know if you guys knew this. Cannot buy toothpaste with uh, food stamps. So uh, I've taken, but what you can buy is uh, baking soda. So I take baking soda and I mix it with that free lotion and I put it under my arms. And uh, sometimes I don't smell that bad. But most of the time I do. I also, I used to brush my teeth specifically with baking soda because um, it makes them feel so slippery. But also because it, it's free with food stamps. I went into Whole Foods the other day because I was going, planning on going on the trip with my friend. She was driving and I was like, I'm going to go use my food stamps at Whole Foods and get a bunch of cheese and some, you know, chartreuserie and some uh, Acme bread. And uh, the problem with Whole Foods is they shame you. They make you tell them when you're using your food stamps. Everywhere else, Trader Joe's, you just run it right through, no problem. Safeway, no shame in Safeway, baby. But in Whole Foods, they actually shame you for using food stamps. Uh, so I went through with my cheeses and then tr truff truffle, truffle cheese? $29.99 a pound on, on, on food stamps, really? Just because I'm poor doesn't mean I don't have good taste. You can't run it through. I don't like being shamed because I'm poor. It's not fair. I consider food stamps an artist stipend, right? Like, who gets paid for comedy? Yet how hard do we work? Huh? Tireless hours in bars drinking and trying to be funny. So uh, I did... I hung out with these ladies and it was really fun and they didn't know for a while that I was a comedian. I was keeping it really cool and under wraps. I was just sort of reading my Cooking Light magazine, trying to be a regular person on the weekend. They ended up making me do five minutes. But it was really fun. They really, they really actually, we all became Facebook friends. They got me drunk for free. It was nice. It was. It was fun. I had a really good time. But the one thing I learned this weekend is I am fucking cool. I never get to say this. Like, I'm 41 years old. I ride a skateboard. I run an anarchist radio station in fucking San Francisco. And I, um, you know, do stand-up comedy for free beers. That is cool. If you know, yeah, if you hang out with rich, you know, women, plus one women, it's because all their husbands are dermatologists. Uh, anyways, I had a really good time this weekend. I don't think any of that is funny or not, but, but being propositioned by Wells Fargo is, uh, is a thing. Okay. Yay. Yay, I got it out. I'll never use any of that. I don't know how to talk about Wells Fargo on stage. I mean, I don't give a shit. Yeah, Sandwich what you got for me. Pam, 
Just say, uh, so the second time, I was first propositioned by Wells Fargo in 91 or something. Oh, okay. And then just quickly turn it back into that. But I like that you were getting, you've been getting fucked by them for so long. Yeah, they, they're dicks, man. No, I was going to say, that's really funny. After you went on that tirade and you're like, I've been with them since 91. <laughs> and I'm like, people, I think people would laugh because a lot of us feel trapped with the banks that we're at, whether it be Bank of America, Wells Fargo, things like that. A lot of people could relate to that, I think. Yeah. I, I, have, to have, I have to have a bank account, though, because I can't have like everything in my mattress in cash. Like, I feel like I have to at least have $1,000 in an actual bank to look like a real person. Otherwise, I'm too anarchistic. I know it's totally a joke for the back of the room, but, you know, that's a lot of the mics we end up doing. And I think there is something deeply funny about, like, every comic should have that group of friends that aren't comics. Right. Because then you feel fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the bachelor party I was at, it was eight engineers and me. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm the coolest guy at the party. Yeah. This is awesome. Like, Seriously, this morning when I got home and I got really hot and I was walking up the hill to my nanny job uh, to go work for the other rich people that I work for, I was like... Those ladies, in the, some of the ladies are from Nebraska and Boston. I mean, they thought I was like the coolest. And, we, and the weirdest thing is when we're all the same age. And they all sort of look at me like I'm not an adult, which I don't mind. I mean, I'm 41 and I know that you don't have to grow up here and that's fine. But Okay. Yay! 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 I have no new material ever. Uh, okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Probably. Right, next up, Leah Zinger, yay! Hey, how are you? So, yeah, Ken, so um, big big week for you. You, you were excited about the, the fight, right? You're, you know, I, I didn't watch it, I heard it, uh, the highlights, whatever. I think that proved, that fight proved that um, Yes, you can beat girls. You can beat girls. Who said you cannot beat girls, bloody? The only thing is you cannot be a dude and beat girls. You have to be a girl yourself. Um, there is a, there's an article about, there's someone came up with an article this weekend about, uh, oh yes, the, the basic point about that is uh, like, he says no one is strictly, strictly gay or straight, like everyone's in the middle somewhere, like sexuality-wise. And I think that's, there's a point to that, but I, I don't think it's complete, because I think I'm, um, I'm pretty extremely on, on the one end of it. I'm the, on the ex extremely horny end. I'm very, very horny. Horny and straight. Um, that's not a good combination, I think. Um, I have, I think we should, uh, we sh like some, there's a lot of call on the, on the Facebook about fat shaming. You know, people are fucking up, up in arms about, you know, people fat shaming. About, I, I don't fucking, I don't, I don't know, but how, I don't know anybody who, did, who does that. But, uh, but, but on the other hand, I think we should stop all that bullshit. I, sh I think we should, uh, we should stop with all the fat shaming shaming. I think that's too much. Fat shaming shaming is not good. We should be allowed to fat shame because think about it, it's actually good. It's like we shame smokers all the time, don't we? And that's good for society because there'll be a lot of people would not otherwise quit if it's so cool 
we would even discourage uh, Marlboro ads and everything, you know? And we should discourage, because fat is not just fashionable. It's a fucking health issue, actually. You can die from it, from being obese. So to a certain extent, <clears throat> I think we should be allowed to say, hey, you should lose a few, you know? So that's my point. We should stop the fat shaming shaming. Um, I don't think people get behind me on this. <laughs> I honestly don't, because all these women are gonna be fucking running the show. Uh, I saw this ad about low T. You know, you, have you ever seen that? Some pills would cure low T. Uh, I noticed that because I didn't know what that meant initially. I had to Google it. And I found out it, <coughs> it meant uh, low testosterone. <coughs> and um, I don't know why we, I, I don't understand why we would, have, we would have to abbreviate that. There's no reason to. We could have just said low testosterone. Why, why low T? Is it some, such an embarrassing thing to say this testosterone? Testosterone is not a, like it's, it's weird to talk that way. You never hear people say like, hey dude, how's your sex life? Yeah, yeah, I'm not so good. I have low T, but luckily I have a big D. Luckily I'm okay. I'm still doing well. I have a big D. Thank you, that's my time. Leo Zinger, I still want you to bring back your old joke about you or I want to have sexual. Remember that? It was from like years ago, but it's a fucking funny joke and it would work with what you did tonight. I'm not homosexual. And I know, but it's still, you can still work old jokes into your new jokes. I'm just saying that thematically, that was a great joke and it would be nice to bring it back. That's all. It's not the wrong way. I'll bring it back. Okay, I like that. It's a very funny joke. The opener that you uh, started with, you might, I don't know if you plan on doing it past this week, but you might want to give people a frame of reference as to what you're talking about. The fight? Yes. Oh, it was just popping uh, my head. I didn't even... And then after that, when I, we were looking you at... You didn't know what I was talking about? I knew what you were talking about, but... Okay. I, knew, I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, that girl fight. Pussy, Popusey. What's her name? Pussy? Run. Ronda Rousey versus Holly Holm. Rousey, Rousey. Yeah, I, I kept seeing a P and it like kept saying pussy. Set of the century, they call it or something, right? Yeah. It's like a mm. Douglas Bust, Buster Douglas. Mike, Ty Mike it, Tyson. It, then you're, uh, I'm on the horny end of the spectrum. Yeah, that didn't work well. Yeah. Well, I mean, because either way, well, it's like that means you are willing to go to either extreme to satisfy your horniness. Or also, I'm straight and horny. And in my mind, I was like, barbed? Like, you have a barbed penis? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was like a crappy joke anyway. It's not clever at all. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't like it my, myself, so I, I don't know. I just, I, I was out of ideas. Just threw that out. That's all. Okay. That's good. I had another one. Uh, I forgot another tagline for that. A third one that would make it a little bit funnier. Tell you later. Leo Zinger, we 
have one last comedian here on the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you every Monday from 6 to 8 by Pam Benjamin. That's me. Hey, if you're going to and you haven't yet, there's only 14 days left to apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. It's March 2nd through 6th. Looking for 24 out-of-town comedians and 17 in-town uh, to do 24 shows in five days. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we're sponsored by PBR. Um, and Asiento, Alta California Botanicals, Subliminal SF, uh, and more to come. Hopefully I'm going to get 10 buck 2 in there and maybe even Starkey Hearing Aids. So uh, trying to get some... Trying to get everybody paid, which is going to be great. Looking at two different national headliners right now, in talks with them. Trying to bring them here to San Francisco in March. So, big things happening here at the station. Free to apply. Uh, Again, I'm going to try to pay all my comedians. Because I don't think anyone else has ever done that. And so, I think that that would be a good thing. All right. Here's your last comedian of the night. Everybody pay attention. It's Ken Suzuki. Never ending. Just about Thank you. Keep it going for yourselves. The few that have stayed to give me feedback. Thank you. Thank you. I thought I'd walk the audience. Oh, wait. There is no audience. Uh, current events. Let's start topical. Let's start with topical things because there's major, major things have happened in the world, and I think we should talk about them. And I know we're all, we're all talking about Caitlyn Jenner being protested. Yes. Caitlyn Jenner went to a function recently where she was greeted by throngs of protesting trans advocates saying that not only did she have no right to speak for them, but that she's a disgrace to trans people everywhere. And I'm like, guys, that is unfair. That is unfair. Look at her. She's not a disgrace to trans people everywhere. Look at her children. She's a disgrace to mothers everywhere. I don't know. I have a, I had a gr- ex-girlfriend um, try to kill herself. Find out about that, which I guess means that uh, I guess that means I won. I won the breakup. If I know, yes. That's how you know who won. Who's doing better? The person that isn't at the point of despair where they're trying to end their life. Punch down, Ken. Keep punching down. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. If you guys haven't noticed, I don't have really good interpersonal skills. It allows you to say horribly inappropriate things about people at the lowest moments. But it, it gets in the way, and I'm trying to work on it because there are certain times where I really wish I had better interpersonal skills. It's like the little encounters. For example, when I'm at the grocery store, right? And I'm at the cash register, and I'm asked, have you found everything you're looking for today? Have you found everything you're looking for today? And instead of just saying, yeah, no, yeah, no problem, I'm like, what's your definition of everything? What are we talking about here? Are we talking spiritually, financially, materially? Have, have you found everything you're looking for, ma'am, in your life? Are you a self-actualized individual with a, with a successful career, surrounded by family and love and support? Have you found everything you're looking for? I don't know. Um, the bus is an interesting play- way to commute, I gotta say. And let me tell you, nothing adds an element of thrill to your mo- mo- morning commute to work like a bus driver with road rage. Let me tell you, nothing, nothing hate makes you hate the Bush administration more than your bus driver having a flashback to his time in Fallujah as soon as he's cut off at the nearest intersection. <sighs> Uh, 
Now, we're living in times of extreme racial tension. I think we can all say that now, particularly with the refugee crisis, with what's going on in Paris. Tensions are high between cultures, between races, and I'm like, hey guys, what's the big deal? Why can't we all just get along? Well, it's just like my daddy always told me, Ken, no matter the color, if the pussy is right, we all come white. And I told my dad, no, don't laugh, don't laugh at that. That was horrible, because I told my dad, that's what I told him. I said, Dad, get with the program that is heteronormative. How dare you? It's not about pussy anymore, man. How dare you? Thank you very much. He has trouble with interpersonal skills. It's Ken Suzuki A. All right, guys, what do you think? Uh, I know you're not supposed to punch down, but I thought the punching down joke was funny. Thank you. Like winning the breakup. Alley. No, it was good. Um, yeah, I mean, and the the heteronormative thing is funny. Like that'll always work in San Francisco. Um, so yeah, even though there wasn't anyone here to laugh, that's a good. I think that's a keeper. Okay. Thanks. I also like the heteronormative. I heard the. The, the punch down, <laughs> the punch down suicide joke before, and I liked it, liked it just as much this time. Good job, mm-hmm. Ken. Hey Ken, I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here because uh, these douchebags don't know like fucking. <laughs> good joke. No, Getting into character, I see. No, no, no. The the thing is, I was on the other end of a bad breakup, so this, I might be biased because I was really bummed out by that. Mm-hmm. And I was fucking really hurt. And uh, I feel like that was insensitive for you to say, like, yeah, you won the breakup. A lot of people have gone through bad breakups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you shouldn't just, like, because she loved you so much. She wanted to kill herself. And you laughed in her face. That's a little bit, that's fucking dickish. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying, that's a dick move, dude. Don't do that. It was like... Right? Yeah. I I, I, I laughed at the you, joke though. So I I laughed at the you. joke. You're like, ha, kill yourself. You're also funny, that's, just, funny. that's not the joke though. The joke is not the joke is not ha ha you try to kill yourself. It's making light of a horrible situation. I mean that's fine. I I don't like it. Yeah. So um another thing is uh I think you're uh, found. Uh, every, I think the f- th- that joke is funny though. Found uh, you found everything you're looking for in grocery store. Uh, I would think. I I don't know. I, I'm just like when you were talking about it. I think uh, a line like, uh, "Have you found Jesus? Have you accepted him as your savior?" Something like that will be sufficient. You can find Jesus in the grocery store too because they have those 99 cent candles that you can burn to Jesus. You can get them in the Mexican aisle. Yeah. yeah but so you other can't than find that, Jesus other than that, store. you're great, Ken, and your dick is huge. I like it. Did well, you mean that metaphorically? No. no he, he oh, oh. We're not supposed to talk about that, Leo. Wow, wow. <laughs> the joke workshop is turning into a completely different kind of workshop. Uh, any other feedback? Any other feedback for Ken? He loves feedback. We got a thumbs up? Yeah. All right, hey. Hey everybody, clap again, Ken Suzuki. Uh, 
All right. Well, if any of you want a ride to Brainwash, Jonathan's picking me up in a minute. And we're going to go to Brainwash because we're already pre-signed up. I'm number 16. Uh, thank you guys for being here and staying through the entire joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. It's every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. And uh, this, was a, this was a fun one. You guys all came out. No ladies tonight. Maybe you guys could tell the ladies to come out. Or maybe they're just so funny they don't ever need help with their jokes. Bitches. All right, you guys. Uh, again, please submit to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 here at Mutiny Radio. It's free to submit. It closes on the 30th of November, so you still have 14 days left to apply if you're listening out there in um, Comedy Radio land. And hey, if you're listening, thank you guys for doing that and downloading because we got 4,199 downloads last month, and I never thought this show would get that many downloads. Like, that's that's pretty great, I think. I mean, it's nowhere near the clubhouse. That was 22,000 downloads. But I mean, still, it's nothing to sniff at, and thank you guys. So um, I'll tag you on the internets, and uh, everybody have a, uh, a good night. Thanks again for joining us here on the Joke Workshop, Mutiny Radio, every Monday, 6 to 8. Bye, Leo. Bye, Ken. Just be what you really need and insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer. 
and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's mutinyradio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on, every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB, KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. Miren, miren! Es un pájaro? Es un avión? No! It's a man! Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash Show Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at 
www.mutyradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive healthcare, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. 
fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation, or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. 